0: You're listening to the Collab Talk Podcast, episode 137 of the MVP Buzz Chat series. In this episode, I'm talking with Enterprise Mobility MVP, Niels Koch. (laughs) Hey, this is Christian Buckley doing another MVP Buzz Chat, and I'm talking today with Niels. Hello.
1: Hi, uh, I'm Niels. Um, I'm uh, a consultant based in the Netherlands. I've recently joined the the group of MVPs, and uh, I'm a technology professional in the, based in the Netherlands. 30 years old. Um, I like to play chess, uh, play games, uh, ride my bike. Um, yeah, all that kind of thing. I have a passion for uh, for the mics of cloud technologies, of course. Uh, that's why. I became a Microsoft MVP and, um, yeah, let's go from there. Um, What's your I'm,
0: focus area for, uh, of MVP enterprise mobility.
1: So enterprise mobility.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the, uh, the Azure virtual desktop space and the automation space and we build and, uh, con- and, yeah, um, manage, uh, cloud, cloud proposals for, for our customers based in the Netherlands. So yeah. Um, I'm focused on the Windows 10 Autopilot and Azure Virtual Desktop and Management by Infrastructure's Code or Nerdio or um, yeah, like that. I'm nominated by Bas van Kamp. Do you know Bas van Kamp? I do not. He is also an MVP in Android in Price Mobility. He is a CTO for Nerdio uh, which is the uh, yeah, automation uh, like uh, skin you can use. Uh, so it's GUI, GUI based, but yeah, more like a infrastructure of code guy. So we use both to fully manage Azure. Um, yeah, uh, infrastructure of code automation uh, with really the new mindset with cloud technologies in mind to uh, be able to create a perfectly performing uh, environment for our customers. Well, I know that it's
0: a it's a, it's a growing area, uh, especially yeah. within the MVP program. Uh, so I think that over the last Two months. You're, I think, my fourth or fifth enterprise mobility MVP that I've interviewed, Uh, and so I know that it's always kind of a leading indicator with Microsoft of where they're seeing growth and where their emphasis is. Um, Like, so I'm an Office Apps and Services MVP, which has been historically it's been the largest category. If you think about, you know, all of the products that are the Office products, and then you have SharePoint and Teams and Yammer and OneDrive and kind of all of that in one giant bucket. But within that category, you have people that are very focused on SharePoint, very mm-hmm. focused on, you know, uh, their Excel MVPs, PowerPoint MVPs, OneNote MVPs that yeah. are all bucketed within that. But uh, again, when Microsoft is expanding in new areas, like we see just the, suddenly this influx of new enterprise mobility, like there's a lot that's happening in that space.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, that <laughs> yeah. that's a lot to do with COVID. It has a lot to do with COVID, of course. The winner's time, The winner's time autopilot proposition uh, landed in exactly the right spot. Just before COVID hit, uh, it became uh, mature. So you could really deploy your machines via the Azure joint model. And you could, um, yeah, really uh, let your service from home working users to be able to, uh, yeah, to service them with all they need, and if they need new, new applications or deploy new apps or anything like it, you could service them from home. Yeah, it's it's perfect. Yeah, really well planned if you think about it.
0: <laughs> well, I, so I said there's a reason why Microsoft stock has been soaring, and <laughs> and so many. It's like throughout uh, the the pandemic, uh, in multiple areas across this ecosystem, where I you know I talk to people like in the collaboration space that I work like. There's nobody out of work. Like everybody, like I never saw a slowdown in business in 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 client work that happened before I joined my current company, point But what was kind of your, uh, your your path into into the role and your path to into. becoming an MVP?
1: Uh, my role uh, started. Uh, well, it started with Bas van Kamp, uh, and he is an MVP already uh, for a couple of years. And he uh, asked me to present uh, at a at a local event. Uh, to speak about Windows 10 Autopilot. And it was in the uh, late 2018, early 2019, when Windows 10 Autopilot was really new. And we were were doing this uh, for our customers. And this customer had a really SaaS-based application landscape. So it was really well-fit to be the first uh, Windows 10 Autopilot user. So I have uh, done a deep dive into Windows 10 Autopilot and presented about it, what were the possibilities. And it was just... When you could uh, first deploy a win win32 app via Intune. It was that was in private preview, and then that's when when I presented about it. So um, yeah, I got a lot of energy from that and got a lot of positive feedback, and people helped me and uh, engaged me with uh, why don't you start a blog? So I started a blog writing about autopilot, and you get more and more feedback. People from all over the world send you emails, could you please help me with this or that? Or starting answers on TechNet and uh, yeah, getting a lot of positive feedback. Some people send me an email just to thank me for writing my blog and explaining the techniques used and how you could uh, yeah deploy an app or deploy a shortcut or deploy an, uh, a custom icon for a shortcut, all that kind of thing and deploy uh, Windows Update policies. Yeah, that, that's, that's my path to MVP. So it started two and a half years ago. And uh, I've been blogging. Uh, have started a user group with, uh, with some other MVPs. And about uh, this, the Dutch uh, Azure Virtual Desktop user group. And so it's about Azure Virtual Desktop, of course. And yeah, there we have a lot of speakers from Microsoft. And because in the uh, Dutch based community, and uh, use computing via service based computing uh, solutions is really big. Citrix is really big here. And everybody's looking towards. Uh, Azure Virtual Desktop since it's more maturing uh, and maturing as a product. And so, yeah, we speak uh, about these products and uh, get a lot of positive feedback. These uh, user groups mostly are attended by, I think, 60 to 70 people. And, yeah, it's going really well. And, uh, yeah, I like it.
0: Yeah. That's great. Now, uh, you know, one question that I hear a lot, and I'd love to get your take as a new, brand new MVP. Like, you just got your MVP. Like, when? when did mm-hmm. the actual award come?
1: uh I, di- I don't have it yet so i oh, need to oh, uh, okay let me check No, so uh, it's, brand it's brand new yeah brand brand new yeah since uh the first of october and i'm not even on the mvp site so if you look me up i'm checking it every day of course <laughs> <laughs> find an mvp i'm not i'm not there yet so uh yeah since the first of october i need to get my reward kit and uh yeah i've already uh activated the, the traditional
0: unpacking video of opening up the <laughs> i'm award.
1: going to do that yes because it's uh it's, it's it's a little bit cringy but it's it's yeah it's just a really special thing i yeah. i'm really impressed by your wall over there uh behind okay. you yeah, <laughs> yeah cool. i
0: just i had to, this this year i was uh, it's been 10 years uh,
1: yeah very so, cool congratulations
0: yeah, it's very exciting to to continue to get those but uh no it, so uh, i'm interested to hear kind of your thoughts too on because the question that's asked is, well, like, well, how much do you feel like you have, do you feel uh, uh, to, to um, kind of, uh, you know, to talk about Microsoft technologies? Do you, to like, like MVPs We're not out there just, uh, you know, shilling for promoting Microsoft. It's, you know, we're, we use them. We're passionate about them, but kind of what's your take on that? Like uh, of, of, like an MVP of like your role and what you've done over the last, at least the last year in representing the product and being a, uh, you know, a, a voice for the product within the community?
1: Uh, well, of course it's a voice for the product, but the, the main thing is that uh, when I started with Windows 10 Autopilot, uh, there was very few information out there. So there were a couple of guys who were blogging about it and um, I'm starting to create my own tricks, tips and tricks. And I thought, yeah, I'm grabbing all this information from the internet and I can share it myself too because I can find some things and I'm creating things myself. And I thought maybe I could help other people with my my, my solutions. And that's where it started. And after you get more and more feedback about uh, yeah, about these tips and tricks that you uh, post about, then yeah, it, it really goes from there, I think. And uh, it's 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 really the starting point should be Helping people and uh, helping technology professionals, professionals get b- better at their at their yeah, at that trade, really. Yeah. So, but the
0: I think an important word that was from missing from my description is that you know, being an independent voice. So what does it mean to be an independent voice for you know, these Microsoft solutions?
1: Um. Good question. Um. I think uh, that you could express your own feelings and your own take on how. Microsoft products could be used and how you could implement them and what the downsides and the upsides are from a certain solution. And, and that's where you can really advise some people whether you should go uh, for a certain product in a certain situation and when you should, uh, for example, sh- uh, go for Winnerstein Autopilot or uh, Azure Virtual Desktop. And uh, people love to hear, your, uh, to hear thoughts about their situation, their scenario, and how it could help them to uh, make a certain choices which will be uh, as good as they can for their users. Actually, yeah, well, it's that's really nice. Yeah,
0: yeah, because I think that's a it's a great point to make for the people that have the questions that are out there, it, and that's a difference between there's you know the product teams, the product marketing teams at Microsoft are fantastic at going out there and advocating for the products that they help build. Mm-hmm. You know, but you're getting that one sided view, and MBPs provide that real world perspective. On these solutions, we're practitioners in the areas where we have that specialty, and we are familiar with competing products. So that's that. You know, I don't know how often you get questions about other competing platforms and and your experience with with that. But how do you usually respond to that? Because look, no matter what product area that you're in, there are competing solutions. Uh, yeah. if, if there's not a product. There are other like services, the build-it-yourself solutions that companies have gone and built, which you're also then, uh, you know, usually MVPs have experience with those things as well. So how do you respond to some of those, you know, competitive questions?
1: Uh, well, there's always the uh, the edge virtual desktop versus VMware Horizon versus Citrix versus uh, just working on your on your on your own uh, laptop. But it's always—it's not always a good fit for everyone, you know. Your use case should fit the product, and you should not look for the product first and then check your use case. It's all about use case. It always has been. If you are uh, a really heavy uh, cat user, a cat uh, for the for the technology, uh, yeah, the 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 technical—I don't know how to call it in English—but you know what I mean. And um, yeah, if you have that use case, you need really good media direction, Yeah, please pick Citrix. You know there are certain use cases where you can you, where you need to uh, advise products other than your own special speciality because it's 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 best for the customer you know the best the customer and their use case always come first and if it's not a product that lies in my specialty it's fine they i would rather see them have a good uh, solution instead of being a uh, using a solution that I built and that they don't that doesn't fit for them you know yeah, that's really my take on that.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. You know, it, it's funny working for ISVs. Um, my, you know, historically, and I had some uh, very angry salespeople at me. They're like, "Why are you recommending a competitor for that solution?" I'm like, "Because our customer needs a product that we don't offer. Yes, they compete with us in other areas. We don't compete here, and it's the best product." I'm going to recommend that because that's what the customer needs. And I think a lot of what, you know, what I was providing as an MVP was that again, that independent voice, even independent of what my company is. I looked at it as with pride when a, I would give a talk at a conference and somebody comes up and he's like, you know, from your presentation, like, I have no idea what your company does. I said, because I didn't talk about what my company does. <laughs> like, well, then what does your company do? Or like, well, let me tell you what my company. Yeah. But I had a great. They were comfortable in having that conversation because I was being neutral. I was talking about here's what the platform is, here's what the business problem is, this is what customers need, here's the gaps from existing solutions, and I said that and take a look at you know at, at, you know at, from the partner ecosystem of the solutions that are out there. It automatically. It you don't need to hammer people over the head. With like this is what we do, and here's what how I can help you around that. That it's it's inferred, you know, in you know by being neutral in that, and that you are an expert in that. You build the trust, then they want to have those conversations about possible solutions. Then you can have the company, you know, uh, conversation with you where you're representing products and services.
1: Yeah, exactly, it's always being a, a, the trusted advisor, and it's that that means that you don't always recommend your own product. Because that right. yeah that that couldn't be the case. if you're a trusted advisor, and you only advise your own products, then you couldn't be on the seat as trusted advisor. So yeah, that's the story actually. yeah. well that's, that's always
0: that's also and that's so true with us as MVPs, and I'm sure you'll as as you uh, you know are in the program where Microsoft doesn't want to just hear you know yes all the time to the MVPs and take what we've given you, they want that feedback. They want the pushback sometimes. You know, we need to do it in a constructive way, but that's, that's, that's <laughs> you know, um, and there, there are some, uh, you know, MVPs and non-MVPs just people in the community that don't quite get that part of it, that you, you can't go in hot, you can't go in angry with <laughs> Microsoft because Microsoft didn't do something that you think that they should be able to do. Yeah. But you have that conversation, you, ha- you get like, here's what we're experiencing. here's what's happening with my customers and re- represented the community back to Microsoft. So it very much is a it's a two-way thing. It's great to be a member of the program, the MVP program. There are great perks, benefits, insights that we have. Obviously, it it helps it'll help you in your career by, you know, being you know known as hey, Microsoft trusts you enough that they elevate you to this MVP because of the quality of the work that you've done. But it's also a great way for customers to know that I could talk to you, and you can give this feedback of the gaps that we're seeing in the current products and offerings back to Microsoft, and represent the community back to Microsoft.
1: Yeah, certainly. I had a talk with a with a potentially new customer today as well, and it was exactly the, the the same experience as you as you would describe it right like now. Yeah, that's uh, when they say when. Uh, well, the sales manager introduced me as a Microsoft MVP because I was too modest to do so. But they are like, "Really? Okay." Then we're talking with a serious person right now, so it it really gives that perks and always in the in the conversations as well. So yeah, uh, I'm really humbled to to join the program, and I'm really liking it. And uh, yeah, the feedback from the community is, is vast. It's it's really it, it's yeah. impressive. Yeah.
0: It, it's uh, no, I mean it, it is the I mean the the, the the two best perks out of being an MVP are number one just the association the, the community, and instantly you have a way to connect with these people all over the world and, and have those conversations. The secret for everybody else that's not an MVP is that pretty much all MVPs are very approachable anyway. We're very social, very well-connected, and we welcome, like, ask us questions, reach out to us.
1: Yeah, that's like, no problem.
0: Like yeah. Like, right, don't be shy, come to us with questions. Uh, and and connect with us, um, but having the, the connectivity. The other perk that I absolutely love, highly recommend for you, is when the in-person MVP uh, summits happen again mm-hmm. on Microsoft campus in, in the Seattle area, try to go in person. Like, I, I'm sure they're going to try and do, it's been virtual the last two times, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're going to try and do some flavor of hybrid when it's back in person.
1: That's in March, right?
0: Uh, generally, yeah. So we'll generally, see. What, yeah. We'll see what happens because uh, Microsoft campuses are still not open again. But if they're open and if they do it in person, I highly recommend that you prioritize it. Try to make it over because I mean, it, it you, you can't replace that in person, you know, connection with the product teams, with the, the the executive leadership, with your fellow MVPs, and and you'll make connections that long after you've left the MVP program you'll still have these friends and connections that you
1: make through events like that yeah I uh, I don't know do you know Mich- Michel deroy also from uh, from the Amsterdam area he is' an, uh, he's an uh, MVP in the exchange program I has written some books about it and he he uh, all uh, he told me as well yeah you make friends for life uh, in yeah. the MVP program yeah it's really yeah, awesome very much yeah. so well
0: would always recommend for anybody any MVPs that are out there I'm not just interviewing brand new MVPs but Long time existing MVPs that uh, you know. Let's let's talk your origin story here on this. That's what the MVP Buzz Chat's all about. Getting to know fellow MVPs across different uh, focus areas around the world. So, well, Niels, really appreciate your time today. People that want to follow you, get in touch with you. What are the best ways to reach you through social and elsewhere?
1: Um, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, GitHub. Um, follow my blog Tech.
0: <laughs> yeah. and
1: uh, yeah i think you will mention me in the post so you can find do it. that
0: in all the blogs so yeah you'll find this if you're watching this out on youtube you can find it out at buckleyplanet.com as well there's always a blog post that has all the links to all the social so neils really appreciate your time today it's a great meeting you and hope to see you maybe next year in person at that event That will be very cool thanks for having me <laughs>